Welcome to the Sovereign Podcast. This is Titus Nucci Anderson. Today's date is July 4th, 2020. And this week we're going to be talking about eugenics. Eugenics is the study of creating children and races by way of a controlled selection, as well as the discrimination against other groups and other children. Before I get started, I want to let you know that this material is copyright 2020, SoBrumano.com and Titus Nietzsche Anderson, and that I have no partners in the U.S. Army, and I am not an employee or contractor with the U.S. Army or with Hollywood. Okay, so this subject came to my attention around the year 1999. I was in Tempe, Arizona, and I was watching an episode of 60 Minutes, and Maurice Schaefer was interviewing a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid who was the result of matching a sperm donor and an egg donor. And they got the result that they wanted. He was blonde-haired, he was blue-eyed, and he had a mental-level IQ. He was about 16 years old, which meant that he would have been born around 1983, which means he was probably conceived, or he was conceived around 1982. So this sort of thing has been going on for quite some time. And the idea goes back to a couple of people in the mid-18th century. One is a gentleman by the name of Hans Horbeiger. He's not a scientist, he's just simply a person who wrote a book um, that was called World Ice Theory, where he posited that um, the great Nordic European was a result of some sort of cosmic accident or fusion of ice or something like that. And then about 50 or 60 years later, a scientist came along who was Charles Darwin, and he wrote a book called Survival of the Fittest, Preservation of the Favored Races. From there, the idea goes to Nazi Germany. And once it gets to Nazi Germany, the idea influences four principal people. One is Houston Stewart Chamberlain, Egon Friedel, Heinrich Himmler, and Adolf Hitler. Heinrich Himmler would become the galvanizing force behind the idea for Nazi Germany. He was so fanatical about the idea of creating this Ariosophy that he would literally go so far as to kidnap children that met their criteria for blonde hair, blue eyes, or the classic German look, or classic German facial features and hair, and so forth. Supposedly, he was also responsible for tens of thousands of babies being murdered who did not meet their criteria. They were simply tossed away. He was also an advocate for his officers to sire children out of wedlock so as to expand upon the number of Caucasian children or German children. If you fast forward to the 19th century, the idea catches on here in America. In the 1900s, there 
were state fairs. And farmers from these rural communities would bring their best stock. They would bring show horses, dogs, pumpkins, barbecue, um, and so forth. But some people would also bring children. There was a society called the 4F Society, which means Fitter Families for Future Firesides. That was created by Mary T. Watts and Florence Sheridan, or Sheldon. And in addition to that, the idea of siring children outside of wedlock also goes to the Mormons, who were also supposedly um, having more wives than just one single wife for the purpose of expanding their families. Today, or at least in recent history, about two years ago, there were three million babies that were created via IVF. In the UK, there were 633 children per one million residents. In Denmark, however, there were 2,031 children per one million. If we take a look at the top 52 countries, in 1989, there's a total of 30,000 children born using the top 52 countries worldwide. And in 2002, the number jumps to 200,000 children that were conceived this way. Number one on the list is Israel, with 3,263 children per 1 million residents that are being created this way. In last place are the Latin American countries with just 100 children per 1 million residents. This is a race war that was set in motion a long time ago. And uh, what's kind of amusing to me is that had it not been for the ideas of a novelist Hans Horbeiger and, um, and Charles Darwin, that the idea would never have gone to Nazi Germany, and from Nazi Germany, it would not have come to America. Or at least I would, I would make a conjecture that it, that it would not have done that. Now, things are getting kind of hairy. There are pods for animals. We have uh, lambs and sheep that are being grown and things that look like large clad bags. And there are even some claims that there are pods available for human beings. In fact, in the movie The Matrix, Neo wakes up in one of those pods, if you remember the movie. Plantsmen have been trying to breed a master race for a very long time, um, and that is to fulfill somebody's romantic idea of having this land with nothing but attractive white children in it. To the best of my knowledge, there has never been a master race, or Nordic master race as postulated by Horbiger. I'm not an anthropologist and I'm not a historian. My best guess is that there have been pockets and cultures of talented people in Germany, as there are all over the world, in Japan, in China, in Africa, in Israel, and so forth. 
but that's not uncommon. Nobody else has made a religion out of their geniuses the way Caucasians have. This is an anthropological nightmare. We have hundreds of millions of lives being lost for a heuristic that simply does not exist. To this day, without using any eugenics, the people of India, the people of China, and the people of Israel have been better scientists, they've been better at sociology, they've been better for the environment, and to this day, they're better entrepreneurs at business. So, all I would say to these people who are in this pursuit of creating this idea is to sort of stop and think about what you're doing. If a white supremacist has to bow down before Satan, if a white man has to betray everybody's trust as a fiduciary while working as an FBI agent or a celebrity or a police officer, if he has to lie to you on the six o'clock news and hide his actual numbers and hide his crime, if his kids need to eavesdrop to get business ideas or intelligence, if they're gonna advertise the United States as land of the free and take hostages here, take slaves and concubines here, if Caucasian males have to declare martial law or a national emergency to save himself, if he has to spend $1.85 billion per year per Caucasian every single year, if a white supremacist is going to see two-thirds of our STEM classrooms be foreign-born, and if a Caucasian man has to brainwash our youth using TV, cybernetics, discrimination, operant conditioning with sexual contact or splicing thoughts into the brain, if you have to kill or terrorize talent from other lands when they move here to the United States, if you have to put a gun to everybody's head to make your business ideas succeed, if you have to make a totalitarian state out of a democracy, if you have to use all of our planet's resources to sustain just 951 million Caucasians, when we have a planet of 8 billion people, and if you have to turn books on psychology, law, and religion upside down, looking for an angle on the people around you, if you have to instigate and agitate other cultures worldwide and make them fight with each other and supply them with the weapons to do so, and if you're going to starve or threaten to starve your own next door neighbors, then maybe it should become obvious to you as well as obvious to everybody else that maybe you shouldn't be here. Maybe you're just too expensive on the earth itself, and maybe you're just too expensive on the rest of us. It doesn't look like you have the talent 
for leadership. It looks like you're trying to create a totalitarian state to save you, as well as breed super children and super soldiers to save you, whereas nobody else finds that necessary. Okay, you guys, that's going to wrap for, for this week's video cast. I hope you enjoyed it. And be sure to check out this week's featured blog. It's called How to Hack a Mexican. Have a great day. Bye-bye.